All right. If I hear one more prepper say that the 22 long rifle is the best all-around survival cartridge, I'm going to challenge them to a duel at 50 paces with my AR-15 chambered in 5.56. From low ready, go. Tactical firearms training. Urban survival. Close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Hey, what's up, Warrior? Jeff Anderson from WarriorLife.com and the Warrior Life Academy. And welcome to podcast episode number 417. Or if you're watching us on the uh, on the YouTubes or one of our other social media channels on the live stream, uh, welcome here. So that statement that I just gave in a in probably the worst accent possible. I don't really know any other like uh, impressions or accents. I I try to do like an English accent. And I always just end up sounding like royalty or something. I can't like get down to the, the street level on uh on stuff. But anyway, like that was an excerpt from an article that I was reading that was authored by a special forces veteran. And he was stomping all over the poor little 22 round. That, that tiny little thing. Tiny little thing compared with a five, five, six, big old bully, big old bully special forces guy. Look, um, you're going to find tons of articles out there about survival rounds, the best survival calibers, um, 22s versus five, five, six and three Oh eights and Creedmoors. I mean, you're going to find a whole bunch of stuff out there, right? Um, this is a really good example of. I think one of the cautions that I have for a lot of people out there is just because somebody was in special forces or in, you know, he was a Navy SEAL, um, even been in combat, um, even me, like, don't take anybody's word for it just because of the title. Like, I always give the information that I give and the advice that I give based on my personal experience in the military, in the infantry, in in combat. Um, based upon what I see. But that doesn't mean that just because somebody was in special forces or somebody was a Navy SEAL that they necessarily know survival skills. Like they know what they know. I know what I know. The experience that I have in urban environments, in uh, basically grid down situations where there's no infrastructure in the cities, that's but most of the stuff I talk about is all human perspective. It's what happens to people during these times. And then there's the tactics around it. There's the gear around it and those things, but we all have our own experiences about with those things, right? You might have experiences that I haven't had. That's going to make you more qualified in certain areas. But this article I found was a really good example of why you can't take necessarily like a special operations type of, um, of advice on something necessarily. And you have to look at things from a different perspective. So in reading this article, I'm not going to call out the author or anything, but it was on a very reputable site that I that I found this that the one that I like to go to and I like to read the articles that they have there. So, um, and I always like to hear what the special forces community has to say about certain things. So that's awesome. But when I was going through it, there were like five different things, uh, five different reasons why the special forces veteran was saying that the 22 is not a good all around survival round. And so I thought, well, I am a 22 guy and I'm going to go ahead and speak up. You can make up your own mind. And based upon 
his reasons versus my reasons. And I'd like to hear from you as well. All right. So if you are watching the stream, um, I think we've got it figured out now where you can go ahead and leave a comment in there. I can't look at it. I can't watch it right now, but I will probably take some of these. If you have questions or if you have any state uh, statements of your own, you can go ahead and leave them in there. We will go back and, and look at them and answer any questions that we have that come in and things like that. All right. All right. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stay with my, my Southern special forces voice so that you know that what he's putting out as well as my understanding or, or my advice related to it as well. All right. So again, there were about five different uh, reasons that he gave. So number one, I've never been issued a weapon chambered in 22 long rifle while serving in special forces. Enough said. Okay. Well, there's a reason for that. A 22 is not a whopping man stopper of a round. So if it's humans that you're defending against, I would way rather have a 5.56 or a 308 or a shotgun. But we're not just talking about defense here. We're not just talking about defending against people. We're talking about an all-around survival round. So let's just go on with the next complaint here. Then that is... That lower round velocity of a 22 long rifle means lower accuracy for hitting anything beyond 150 meters. Okay, so at 150 meters, we're not talking about like talking distance where you are, if you're defending against a person, right? You're not, you're not 150 meters away and trying to negotiate that phase of defense. You're in full on battle mode. If I'm trying to pick people off at 150 meters, like we're in battle mode. That's a totally different story. If we're talking battle mode, then things have really devolved into a full-on shit hits the fan event. All right. So that's a totally different story, but that does not throw the 22 out the window here because in a shit hits the fan type of an event, most people by now have already realized that any type, any type of injury is going to be deadly to them. All right. There's most likely not going to be doctors. There's not going to be hospitals. So, I mean, you can get a cut. You can get a paper cut and it can get infected. And if it's not treated right, you could end up dying. You can get diarrhea and you can die out there. You, you don't want to get sick or injured. And so anybody that at that point realizes that, then at that range, at that 150 meters, like I don't have to be all that accurate. The sound of my gun and them realizing as they hear it zing by five feet away from them because I missed them by that much, which at 150 meters, you're not missing anybody by that much, right? You got to do some little, uh, you know, it's it's heavily influenced by wind and, you know, atmosphere. Like, like there are things that are going to affect the 22 round because it's so small that is not going to affect a larger round. Absolutely, 100%. But again, we're not stacking it up for a sole purpose here. So with somebody that's 150 meters out or beyond, knowing that I've got a gun, they realize that if they get hit with a 22, they could very well die. And nobody wants that to happen. So they're gonna have to rethink their plan here. Right? We're not going, we're typically not gonna go toe to toe. All right, reason number three, 22 long rifle is unreliable. A lot of guns are finicky around the, about, about the type of 22 ammo that they'll eat. And I've had tons of dented primers with no explosion. Okay. Well, I've shot thousands and thousands and thousands of rounds of 22 through several guns. And actually, I've rarely ever had a problem with them. Now, there, it is something to be aware of 
because 22 is a smaller round. It doesn't it doesn't have as much powder in it, and it's not going to have as much um, pressure that it might need to be able to chamber the next round, especially in harsh environments where you can have carbon and, and dust and mud or, or whatever that, that can gunk up your gun. In fact, um, at the first time I, I was out with a friend, we were out in Colorado, we were out in the mountains, and he had a SIG uh, Sour Mosquito with him, a 22 semi-automatic pistol, and uh, I had a can on it and everything. You had a silencer on it. And we were plinking away with that thing. And I loved it. Like I had a blast with it. In fact, when I, as soon as I got home, I went out and bought a Sig Mosquito. And I took it out to the range. Took it out there, brand spanking new. Fired it. And it shot. And it didn't chamber another round. <laughs> I racked the slide. Shot another round. Didn't shoot another round. Basically became like a one-shot pistol. Well, did some research and everything, realized that SIGs are kind of known for this, and or, or the SIG Mosquito is. And what ne- what it needed was to be broken in. So it needed a good like 300, 500 rounds to go through it because it does need to be broken in. And factory guns don't come clean. So you got to clean that thing. You got to make sure it doesn't have all carbon buildup and everything. Because all of that stuff, especially with the 22, is going to affect it chambering that next round. So that's those are a couple of things right there. The other thing I realized was that like it really kind of needed high velocity ammo. So I needed a better better quality of a 22 round to be able to use it. That was my experience with it. Maybe if some of you have a mosquito, I'd like to hear what you I've still got this stupid thing because I can't even sell it for what I bought it for. So but essentially like I wasn't all that happy with it. It's a nice little kind of plinking gun I can bring out to the range or whatever, but but that's about it. But a better solution though is to not go with a gun that is going to need like a, like a semi-automatic where it's going to need that pressure to be able to chamber that next round. Now, this soldier was also, he was talking about basically the quality of the ammo, but all ammo that you get has the ability to be, you know, oversized, undersized, like things can go wrong with any of it. Um, 22s may be a little bit more finicky and their guns may be a little bit more, but that's why I recommend when it comes to survival guns, you go with something like a bolt action where you are man- manually putting that round in and taking that and, and ejecting that round. Or you go with a lever gun. Same thing. It's a mechanical process versus relying on the round itself to be able to chamber it. Or you go with a revolver if you're looking at like a pistol. And so that is going to be a much better solution that's going to take away, erase essentially that problem that might feel like the 22 ammo is just not good enough. Okay, number four. At close combat pistol range, the 22 is greatly outmatched by other calibers like 9mm and 5.56. Okay, so first, the author's definition of close combat pistol range is under 25 meters and typically between 7 to 10 meters. Now, I don't really consider 30 to 100 feet away close combat. But again, the author has a point here. And yes, at these ranges, larger calibers could have better stopping power if you're looking solely at ballistics. Now, I don't carry a 22 as my everyday carry concealed carry gun, but that doesn't necessarily make it less effective. Some people do carry a 22 every single day for personal defense, and some have defended themselves successfully with it, whether that's on the street or if it's in their home. But when it comes to an all-around survival round, I'm not just looking at ballistics. So let me give you an example. In the military, on the battlefield, if I went down, I know that any man on my squad could pick up my rifle and handle it against the enemy. 
no problems whatsoever. In a survival scenario, if I go down, I need my weapon to be used by like my wife or my kids, my grandkids if necessary, and they might have weaker hands. They might not be as proficient with a semi-automatic rifle. It might be too complicated for them. I need something for them that's going to be simple, that's going to be easy to handle, and it's going to be effective. Now, a 22 revolver fits that description nicely. It is simple. You just simply pull the trigger. There's not even a safety on the thing. And, you know, you you want to you want to eject around, you just open up the cylinder and you just pop the rounds out, stick some more in there. Super easy. It's not going to jam on them. Perfectly good to go, right? Also, a lever action 22. Again, we're not talking about anything very really complicated here. Super easy to load either in where the um, where the chamber is, or you might have to put it in like the the feed tube at the uh, toward the end at the end of the uh, at the end of the barrel. But super easy to show somebody simply where they go, right? Not that hard. And twenty two is very easy to be able to chamber another round there, eject around, chamber another round. It's super easy, all right? And there are a few. Um, lever action rifles that are out there that are chambered in 223. Um, but I, I don't think there are any nine millimeters that are out there. So as far as like comparisons with those, it's, you know, we're not really necessarily looking at, at, um, you know, at apples to apples here. Um, I think Henry just came out with, um, we call it the long ranger. That is a magazine fed lever action, uh, rifle in, in five, five, it's either 223 and five, five, six, or I'm not sure if it, if it is one or the other, but um, but I've heard good reviews on that one. I don't have one myself, but but that is a but that is a, a good one there. All right, so number five for prepping hunting large game with a twenty two isn't a viable option. There's a reason it's not legal for medium and and big game in most states. Well, the twenty two is an illegal cartridge for like deer hunting because it's not ethical. Like most likely, unless you get a, a solid shot in there, like it's just, they're going to be, they're going to be, they're going to run away. They might bleed. It might take them a week or so before they actually die. So, and it's going to be a very painful death. So the reason why the 22 is not, is not legal for hunting is because it's just not ethical. It's not, it's not being nice to the deer. All right. So um, so that is, that is an issue. And the reason why is because it doesn't have the same stopping power as like a 308 or something like that. But we're talking survival rounds here and the 22 will still kill a deer or a bear or a human. So going back though, to even like a, a deer, you know, all you need is just a good shot, like right in the eye socket, get hit the, hit the, hit the brain and then, and that that deer is going to die. Um, and, you know, you might have to track it. Um, it it's going to eventually bleed out. It's going to eventually die. So there's that also. But moreover, you can be super accurate with a 22. And so if you've got a deer there in your sights, it is possible to go ahead and get a really solid shot in there that is going to kill it in a relatively short time period. And there you go. But Short of hunting with a like a pre-positioned feeder and like behind concealment, wandering around looking for a deer isn't always the greatest shot that you have for bagging some food anyway. I mean, my stepfather and I used to go out hunting like a, I mean, when I was a kid, 
we used to go hunting every, it was only like every, every Thanksgiving we would go out in the woods and I would bring my red rider, my Daisy red rider BB gun. And he would bring his, uh, his shotgun with him. We'd go looking for a deer. And every single year, we never saw a freaking deer, not one single deer. Now I've seen deer other times, just me out in the woods, but when it's hunting season, the deer know it. And they're not, they're not just tromping around, you know, looking for, you know, for Bambi. They're, they're hidden. So we never saw a single deer out there. So smaller animals and birds are far more common that you're going to see. And the lower register of the round won't give you away. So a 22 is not going to make that loud of a sound as opposed to like a 556 or a 308 or a shotgun. You got that. Um, if everybody's hungry, if we're talking about a shit hits the fan event and they can tell where that round's coming from, then you're going to have some people with coming out with forks and knives and and uh, their little bibs on looking for a meal. So the lower the register, the better it's going to be for you. Okay. And so a 22 can actually, you can get small game with it. Um, it's good for squirrel. It's good for rabbit. Um, like I said, you can take out deer. If you see a deer and you're close enough and you can get accurate enough with it, you can go for it. Um, that's where, you know, if you're 150 meters out, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough shot, not impossible, but it's going to be a tough shot. All right. All right. So now to wrap all of this up and go back to this soldier's original challenge here. Okay. Him with a five, five, six, me with a 22. 50 paces, turn and shoot. 50 paces, we're looking at about, um, that's just short. Like my my um, my pace is uh, 60, 62 paces for, 62 left foot paces for um, for, uh, for one click. So we're 1,000 meters here. So, you know, you're, you're looking at about 150, 200 feet. Well, probably about 150 feet or so, right? Turn and shoot. Who's going to win that? Him, 5.56, five, me with 22. Who do you think is going to win? I'd like to hear your comments. <laughs> Go ahead and put them in the chat there if you're if you're watching this anywhere on our social media stream. But here's what I'd say. I'd, I'd venture to say that the first one to get metal into meat is probably a pretty good bet. Now, a better bet is that we both end up dying in the shit hits the fan scenario where there's no doctor to pull out all that lead that we just sunk into each other. All right. Now, send us both out on a hunting expedition for the day. Now, my bet is that I come home with at least a few squirrels and a couple of birds, maybe a rabbit, um, a five, five, six, that's going to like, you're gonna have to pick up little pieces of the squirrel somewhere. Birds, you know, same thing. It's like you, you're, you know, a rabbit's going to have more of the meat there to, to it, but that 22 is going to be pretty good at getting small game. So he is most likely going to come home empty handed though. And actually may not come home at all if the sound of his rifle brings some of those locals that are running to challenge him for a free meal. There's no telling, right? So nonetheless, I'm going to stick to my guns. And I still claim that the 22 is still the best all-around survival round. In fact, next week, I'm going to share some more reasons why the 22 is the best all-around survival round. And I'm going to give you my best picks that I'm going to share with you, the 22s that I own and the purposes that I own them for. Now, until then, let me know what you think. Please go ahead and leave a comment in the uh, right below where you're watching this, or if you're listening to it, like on the podcast and our and our over on our blog at warriorlife.com/podcast. That'll go ahead and get you over there. Um, we can. Uh, I'd I'd love to hear your comments on it. Maybe we'll feature them in the next stream.
stream that we do, the next podcast that we do as well. So I'd love to hear your comments on the 22 as a survival round. And what are some of the things that you've found with with using the 22 for survival or for um, just in for defense, defense purposes? Like, what have you got to say about the 22 from a survival perspective? I'd love to get your comments here, all right? All right, until the next broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.